Welcome to episode 307 of Crack the Customer Code, where we dance like everyone's watching. GD, whatever your request is, let me just tell you right now, it's not my job. So you are letting our listeners in to the inner workings of our podcast relationship? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's different when you're creating an employee or a customer experience and when your partner just takes advantage of you and oh. tries to dump all of her work on your lap. I Whole think you mean his work thing. on her lap. <laughs> <laughs> his, her. Do we really distinguish between genders anymore? <laughs> and I really, I, 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 oh. <laughs> so not my job, Idis, right? Mm-hmm. We've done it. I've been in retail. I've definitely seen it there. And it is definitely an issue in companies. People mm-hmm. always, they don't look at the customer experience like we do. They don't look at it as, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can to create a great experience, even though this is not technically my job. And we fall in love with the employees who naturally just do that, right? Right. Who naturally are like, I got this. It has nothing to do with my job. It has nothing to do with what you hired me for, but I got it. I'm going to take care of it. And we love that. And why do we love it? Because it's not that common. It's not that common. And I think sometimes the organizational structure lends itself to having people look around and, and say, well, if it's not in my job description, then I'm not getting near it. And I worked with a client, a big corporate client, actually, and they it took me a while to figure out what they were talking about. Cause I would say, I would say, oh, we could do this, we could do this. And some of the people, not all of them, there were definitely people who got it, but a few of them would say things to me about their MRs. Well, that doesn't match up with my MRs. I was like, wow. What is that a degree? Is that a disease? I couldn't figure it out. Monthly reviews? No. I'm guessing. I have no clue. What is it? Major, (laughs) major responsibilities. And they were so clearly defined that people would basically reject any idea that didn't fit into their MRs. And what this meant was that, to your point, the go getters, the superstars, were the ones raising their hands saying, I don't care about my MRs. This is cool. This will provide a better experience. This is something that will make other people's jobs easier. Let's get it done. And yet there were those roadblocks with those people who held up their job description and basically said, if the words are not on this description, I'm not getting near it because it's not my job. And it's a really hard syndrome to overcome if it's if it's endemic in your organization. You really have to look at the culture overall and figure out how to change that culture and reward people for going beyond their job description, for really recognizing that. And that's the point of today's episode. So what can we do as leaders to help alleviate not-my-job-itis? And we're going to skip the hiring part because we all know that. We talked about that in other episodes. Mm -hmm. But once they're in the building, what can we do? What are some of the things that we can do as leaders to help people see the bigger picture. We talked about this from a different frame before, which is we are all in customer service, right? We're all in customer experience. Mm -hmm. That's the old cliche, uh, the cliche that not a lot of people buy into. So what can we do as leaders? And I would suggest one is, of course, and we talked about this in other contexts again, but look at your incentives, Mm -hmm. right? The MRs are essentially the things they're incentivized for, right? Right, exactly. That's the letter of the law. That's like your your bonus on how many sales you closed, how many tickets you processed, whatever it may be. And this holistic 
idea of customer experience, which is hard to put into a metric, right? It's hard to put into something measurable, mm-hmm. uh, often gets less left by the wayside because you're like, well, I could go over there and help her walk across the street right? <laughs> or I can make four more calls, right? Right. right. And, and I think you're totally right to say, look at incentives because it really is about people are going to do what they are rewarded for and recognized for. And I would couple that with look at, and I've said this before too, but look at the mission of the organization. What are you trying to do? How have you articulated that? If it's all about short-term shareholder value, then that's going to drive different behavior. And a good example, and I don't have it right in front of me, but you know, Southwest Airlines is known for their amazing customer experience. And one of the things that they talk about in their mission and it's also printed in their magazine, it's very, very public, is about this idea of of company spirit. And so they recognize people who really exemplify what they call their company spirit. And, and that's seen throughout the experience, as well as how people are rewarded and recognized. So I think you have to look at both those things. How are people incented? And also, what are what's the goal? Because if the goal is not aligned with customer experience, and if your mission is not aligned with customer experience, then guess what? (laughs) People are not going to work towards that. Well, absolutely. And I think when you start talking about what's the mission, what are the values of the organization, that's where it does come back to the leader themselves. Mm -hmm. And is that leader embodying these principles? Are they living it? And uh, forgive me for pitching a little bit here, but I actually have a new keynote I released this year that is all about like customer experience leadership. Mm-hmm. And the first principle that is embodying that you, you have to be the most customer centric person in the building. Right. And to get rid of that, not my job itis, they've got to see you to get rid of not jo- my job itis. Yep. And that doesn't mean you can't be practical about it. If you are the CEO, there are certain things you can't do mm-hmm. all the time or you're not going to be doing your job. However, if they see you as a manager, as a supervisor, avoiding customer conversations, just saying you take care of it when it's obviously escalated past them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because one, you don't want to deal with it, or two, you want you've got to go fill out your MR reports. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, right? I mean, that's the stuff where if you don't embody it, to get back to your values, I mean, it's one thing to put the value statement, you know, in the uh, quarterly meetings, mm-hmm. right? In right. the minutes, right? It's another thing to live it. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the, The not my job thing, I think it's really important to recognize when people are stepping up in powerful ways at that more personal, emotional level as well. So having a leader say, wow, I know this wasn't part of your job description, and yet you really did step up and we're going to reward you for that. um, The recognition can be enough of a reward. So I think sometimes leaders shy away from this idea because they're like, well, I can't make them do anything out of their job description because that's how we value everything. That's how we measure everything. But if you recognize people and say, you know what, this is great. And you just changed the company for the better. Um, we had something at a, a firm I worked at before. We, we would give people um, a certain recognition. It was a gold album, actually. <laughs> and so we gave them a gold album to put on their desk when they did something like that. And people really got motivated by it. So it's not necessarily when we talk about incentives, I want to be clear, we're not talking all about um, dollars and cents here. It's about really rewarding and recognizing the behavior that leads to this bigger idea of a superior customer experience. And it, it doesn't have to be complicated. 
but we unfortunately my <laughs> well, that's true that is very true unfortunately my last gold album was adam road and oh. it, it, it sold millions and millions sure but it did sure I, I just feel the recognition like you're talked about i i encourage our listeners to try to find that on um <laughs> <laughs> adam road yeah, it was episode 300 that was the last recorded music i did yeah <laughs> that that riff got us uh, <laughs> some recognition so <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, make a good point but I, I think you do have to find a a strategic way to balance the incentives with the recognition and in a thoughtful way the recognition is very important but you really do need to look at it from the standpoint of not only are we incentivizing the behaviors but are our incentives so narrowly uh, dissuading people mm-hmm. from engaging in the behavior right. that that, we are, that we're seeing them literally ignore customers and walk away from serving customers mm-hmm. to focus on the, the very narrow lanes that we painted for them. Right. Right. And I think that a, a part that often gets kind of shoved into that box is the idea that you know, we recognize sales, we reward sales more than we sometimes recognize the relationship after sales. So if you want to um, really make sure that you're looking, you're looking beyond just your department, that you're looking beyond just your silo, as we like to say, um, that can really lead to better results for everybody in the organization and your customers. So I think, you know, there's a phrase NIMBY, which is not in my backyard. Um, and <laughs> I, A- acronym on the fly, yeah, do it quick, exactly, go. Exactly, exactly. So, what would not in my job description? But I think if there's a way to really make yourself aware of this as a leader and help. Uh, help your colleagues, help your teammates to really recognize when people are stepping out to serve the customer, it can make a dramatic difference. So get rid of not my job syndrome forever. Right. I mean, that's, and that's really the point of the episode. The episode is not to just sit there and go, oh, well, they're a bad employee. Right. It's to recognize there are certain things we do as leaders that foster this attitude and don't, you know, help pull it back. So from a leadership perspective, do look at your part now. Mm -hmm. Some people are beyond saving, but a lot of people can be saved and yes. can be helped. Yes. And it all so, comes down to this cultural idea of let's do it for the customer. <laughs> let's do it for the customer. And Jeannie, I would like to say one last thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, it's not. It's nothing to be feared. This is a, this is a very negative incentive you've given me. I, I say I want to say something <laughs> and you go, uh-oh. Well, you started with not my job. So, you know, I'm just preparing myself. You know, you shouldn't be like that, Jeannie. I just wanted to say that I would love to close out this episode, but it's not my job. Oh, touche, <laughs> touche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. We clearly have to work on leadership and our culture here <laughs> at Crack the Customer Code podcast. But we are so pleased that you could join us. As you know, we are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. If you like C-Suite Radio, please check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs. Get insider secrets by going to csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me, our customer experience investigation consulting, and find all sorts of content, training, and other exciting things, of course, (laughs) that is in my job description at 360connects.com. 
And I'm Adam Deport, and you can learn more about me and our live workshops, our virtual training, and as I mentioned earlier in the episode, my new keynote, Be Your Team's Hero. Guess where I got that title from, Jimmy? <laughs> Check it all out at CustomersAtStick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.